Welcome to Credo, with me, Father Andrew Eburn, to the podcast journeying through the various articles of the Creed, the fundamental statement of our Catholic faith. This week we move on to the second paragraph of the Creed in the English translation, which begins with these words, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, or in Latin, et in unum dominum Jesum Christum. And actually, I'm also going to mention the Greek this week, because we have an important word in the Greek version. So, one Lord Jesus Christ in Greek is Eva Kyrion Jesum Christon. Eva Kyrion Jesum Christon. So, we have the Greek word Kyrie, or Lord, which we often say or sing in the Mass. Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. I'm actually going to start this week, however, by approaching this precept through the Gospels, and specifically through the Gospel of John chapter 9. And I do encourage you to read this chapter, John chapter 9, when you've got a few minutes. It's not a long read, only 40 or so verses, and it's a fascinating episode from Jesus' ministry. So in John chapter 9, Jesus heals a blind man and not only restores his physical sight, but brings him to the truth, brings him enlightenment. And as is often the case in John, truth and enlightenment only emerge gradually, and in fact through fierce debate, not to say downright rowing, often the way in John, which amongst some very beautiful passages, is also full of arguments. Well, in this case, the arguments are really provoked by the critics of Jesus, those who do not follow him, who are sceptical about the cure he has performed and keep badgering the man he has cured about what has actually happened. But as they do this, the man's answers change. So first, this hostile crowd asks the man who it is that has cured him. And the man simply says, the man Jesus. That's his reply, the man Jesus. Very straightforward, no elaboration, no uh, particular deference. But then the crowd come back to him a second time, and this time the healed man changes his answer, and he says he is a prophet. He is a prophet. So uh, a distinctive increase in respect or estimation, if you like. And then finally, after a terrible row with the authorities, which ends up with the man being cast out of the synagogue, a very harsh punishment in those days, uh, the healed man then comes back to Jesus. And as John tells us, he worships him. He worships him, calling him Lord. Lord, I believe, he says, pistevo kyrie in the Greek. Now, if you have been following this podcast, you might remember from our very first episode that this Greek word, the verb pistevon, or to believe, is the word that begins the entire creed. So similarly, here in St. John's Gospel, that word pistevo, I believe, actually begins a new life for the blind man, not just able to see, but with a life-changing relationship of faith in Jesus Christ. And so in this way, the curing of the man's physical blindness is paralleled by his gaining of spiritual sight and by his slowly, little by little, coming to realise the significance of who 
Jesus is not just a man, not just a prophet even, but the Lord himself. And perhaps as we reflect on that episode, we might even recognize a parallel development in our own lives. We might recognize, I mean, that it can also be a long and slow and sometimes painful process for us, whereby we come to say, to admit and to publicly profess that Jesus is Lord. Now, to go back to the creed, we profess in the creed, of course, that he is one Lord, one Lord Jesus Christ. He's not one among many. He doesn't have rivals, or at least he shouldn't do. So to take another example from sacred scripture, uh, when the apostle St. Peter is challenged in the book of Acts by the high priest and the Jewish authorities who demand to know his justification for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Peter's justification is this. He says there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no one else. And what Peter proclaims is something that we ourselves proclaim. And I don't mean precisely in the same way in a public court, nor do I mean that we proclaim this just in the creed during Mass on Sunday, though that itself is very important. We also proclaim this in the manner of our lives, that we don't give sovereignty, if you like, to anyone other than Christ. And we don't give sovereignty to anything other than Christ, for that matter. We don't ultimately allow, or we try not to allow, our lives to be ruled over by any other person or consideration, whether that's money or ambition or material success or whatever, or even fear and anxiety. Only Jesus Christ is Lord over our lives. And then finally, from this line in the creed, the name itself, Jesus Christ. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ. And it's worth just looking for a moment at that name, at the significance of those two words, Jesus and Christ. Now, the catechism, I have to say, is very good on this. You can read all about it in about 10 paragraphs, paragraphs 300, no, sorry, 430 to 440. So if you've got time, do take a look at those paragraphs. Just Google the Catechism of the Catholic Church and uh, go to those paragraphs 430 to 440. But let's now just consider for a moment those words, Jesus Christ. Jesus means God saves. God saves. That is the name given to him by the angel at his birth. And it is uh, his identity and his mission, as the Catechism says. And it is actually an extraordinary name, God saves. This is uh, God's intention, God's desire for the whole world. And yet that intention, that desire is now embodied in one man, in a single person. So the name Jesus or God saves emphasizes the distinctiveness of the incarnation, that through this one man, all of God's plans are to be brought to fruition. And then the word Christ. Well, the word Christ means simply anointed. It comes from the Greek charisma or anointing. This also, by the way, gives us the title Messiah. Messiah comes from the Hebrew word for anointing, Mashiach. So in Jewish tradition, 
anointing was a central part of the consecration of priests and kings. But for the Jewish faith, the Messiah, or Mashiach, the long-expected Messiah, was the one who would be anointed to rule over the kingdom of God himself. And so all these ideas, these terms, come together, if you like, in the person of Jesus. He is the anointed one, the Christos and the Messiah. And once again, in sacred scripture, it is an angel who announces this name or title. And this will be, I'm sure, a very familiar passage to us all. At the birth of Jesus, the angel appears to the shepherds in the fields and says to them, To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. A Saviour who is Christ the Lord, or in the Greek, Christos Kyrios, the Anointed One, the Anointed Lord. And that special anointing or consecration is profoundly important in Jesus' ministry. You may remember that uh, Jesus, at the very start of his ministry, almost, so to speak, his launch into public ministry, Jesus stands up in the synagogue in Nazareth and says, The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for he has anointed me. So again, the Greek word anointed me, or akrizme. And Jesus continues, He has sent me to bring the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives and to the blind new sight, to set the downtrodden free, to proclaim the Lord's year of favour. So that anointing, chrisme, by the Holy Spirit, makes Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, and strengthens and empowers him for his ministry. It is also, of course, rather wonderfully, something that we share in ourselves, this anointing by the Holy Spirit, and it takes place in the Sacrament of Confirmation. When we receive the Sacrament of Confirmation, we are anointed with oil by the bishop. What is the name of the oil? The name of the oil is chrism. In fact, one of the old English names for the Sacrament of Confirmation is chrismation. I rather like that, chrismation. It suggests perhaps an idea of becoming like Christ as we are anointed. And so, like Christ, we are anointed with the Holy Spirit when we receive the Sacrament of Confirmation. And like him, we are strengthened and empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out and bring the good news to the world. After all, to be a Christian is to be one of the Anointed Ones. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and do join me again next week for the next episode and the next article of the Creed. May God bless you all, and may he specially bless that journey of discovery we make together into the beauties of the Catholic faith. Amen.